If you don't have passion behind what you're doing, that mountain's gonna be out of reach, right? At the end of the day, it's gotta have that passion, you gotta have that belief. Hi, welcome to the Winners Find A Way show and podcast with your host, Trent M. Clark, three-time World Series coach, CEO of Leadershipity, serial entrepreneur, having started 12 companies, coach to the 1%, and an international speaker. This show is going to be your go-to podcast for facing adversity, being inspired, and overcoming obstacles, all from the best in the world, business, sports, and leadership. Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. If you don't have passion behind what you're doing, that mountain's going to be out of reach, right? At the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's you've got to have that passion. You've got to have that belief, number one, because there are it is a roller coaster. I mean, there's great days, and then there's days that are like, oh my gosh, it's like another no or another another headache or another issue I have to deal with that's there, or it's just taking longer, right? Everything takes longer, especially today with COVID, still facing restrictions and, and meetings and buyers able to say no to things a lot easier than in the past. So I would just say, number one, you got to have the passion. And really make sure you do to get through these things. And two, you have to ask for help and find a small circle of support people that you can talk to, frankly, that will give you feedback without it being any repercussions on anything, right? So you can have real talk with people, what the strategy is or what you're doing or what you're going through. Because if you don't have that, it's pretty lonely out there. I mean, when you're in a corporate space, you probably have other people that you can go and complain about some project or figure out a way to work with somebody that's kind of hard to work with and figure those things out. When you're running, you're an entrepreneur and you have a small company, every decision is critical. Every customer you need to have, every supplier you need to partner with, and you need to figure that out, whether you individually like that person or not, or argue about the concepts or all those things, you need to figure out those solutions. So having that small circle of group that you can really get ideas from and whatnot. I just call it a circle of influence and everybody should have those. It has nothing to do with entrepreneurship. It's just in life and some lessons I learned early on from some of the senior leaders I worked with. That's awesome. Just a reminder, I'm in talking with Doug Dumar, CEO of Rebellious Beverage, probably one of the most amazing functional beverages out there in the market today and really moving up on the radar fast. Let's talk about a couple of question, audience questions, right? You've had a lot of good organizations you've been a part of. What are some of the values that you've brought over from those, those universities, those big Fortune 50s that you just thought was imperative that Rebellious Beverage also maintained that? Yeah. So for us, your typical things like acting like integrity, always. I treat yeah. everybody with respect, act like integrity. All of that is just foundational, in my opinion. It's kind of funny when I see companies that have always put those into their like four or five pillars that they do. And it's like, well, isn't that a given? Like, why would you ever not have that yeah. be something you do? So we took it a step farther and kind of a, a loose mission or whatever we say is like, we got three things that we're after. One, we want to provide function. So all of our beverages, regardless of when and whatever we come out with, will be a functional beverage. Does that mean it'll be organic all the time like it is today? I don't know. Maybe not. But right now we're all organic. And but that doesn't mean that's not the definition of function. Function is having a elements that come out of the beverages that actually help your body. So that's what we want to have. No artificial of any kind is number two. So we don't want any artificial flavors, colors, you name it, your preservatives in our products 
down the road at all or today. And then the third one is we want to give back through top rated organizations. So right now we partner with Folds of Honor, a great organization that helps fallen soldiers and their families and spouses to scholarships for school and whether it's K through 12 or, or college. And the Illinois Transplant Fund, another great organization that helps with basically sponsoring life-saving surgeries for, for people. And not only that, but also the recovery window for surgeries as well. So those are the three things that really everything we do has to fit into that, right? Everything that Rebellious does goes into that space. And if it's not providing function and if it's not there, the actions on how you work and treat people, we probably need to build that out farther down the road, but they're all going to be around the basis that, like I mentioned, integrity and transparency and, and respect and, and, and acting today and things like that, that are, are super important. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really good. And it's a great clarifier, as you put it, about these are these are foundational things. I know in the pyramid of leadershipity, the the cornerstones are integrity and humility. Yeah, right? we build everything on that, but but we've got so Absolutely. many more layers on to add. But without those things, you're not building a house on a terrible foundation, right? Like it's not going to stay up, and we're going to have to bulldoze the thing in five years, right? You're only um, as good as your word, right? At yeah. the end of the day, you're only as good as your word, and if if you can't stand behind that, then that's a problem. What's been best and worst part of your entrepreneurial journey today? The worst part? Your monthly paycheck come in from the corporate world that when you go on vacation, the paycheck still hits the bank type of thing because I was salary. So yeah, so right there. The other, I wouldn't say worse, but a piece that I didn't realize how much I would miss is the, and maybe COVID pushed that also, is the lack of interaction that I've always had in the corporate space, corporate world. So most of my roles, I was involved with a lot of people, a lot of meetings, a lot of things. And when you go solo, when you start a company, I have a business partner that does this. We talk probably two to three hours a day, it seems like at times. Half of it's just the community kind of aspect to things. But uh, so that's something I, I was a little surprised on down the road. As far as the, the some of the best things that have come out of it, I mean, it, the things that we can impact so fast, changes that we can make and, and go immediately, the path that we're we're going down, it, the fact that we're doing it and the extended team and, and whatnot is, is something that we don't take lightly. It's yeah. a bit, Big achievement, something we've, not everybody does these things. We, we're in your, like I said, we're in your three now. And, and I think some, some some stat I saw somewhere that I don't give a lot of credence to is like 70 or 80% of the companies fail after your, after your one fail or your two yeah, fail. Yeah, it's big. So it's, it's a big number. So not that that means that we're off to billion dollar valuations, but it just means that, hey, we're still plugging along. We're, we've, we've got a lot of things lined up. We're going down the right path. I love it. I, I think that ability to shift quickly is very different than the corporate world where we need a committee to decide whether take eight months, whether we're going to use black or blue ink. Right. And it's like, <laughs> I think we can make this decision this afternoon. And so it, it is, I, I, also, I also put in a plug for the entrepreneur organization, which I'm a member of. And, yeah. you know, and I think that's probably two of those big services is one thing you mentioned earlier, which is having a forum group around you to discuss these things, have things to talk through people, really get solid advice from other people who are often living in the same space, although not in the same industry, but having some of the same challenges and certainly understand what you're going through. And then that camaraderie, like it's, it can be, you hear it. It's, it's a little lonely at the top. And it's why I'm, I'm such a big proponent of mentorship because if, these one percenters that you in your life are so lonely. Guess what? Ask them to mentor you. They probably like nothing more than to interact 
and talk to you about what they've learned in their journey and pass that along to someone with a genuine interest. Yeah. I don't know anybody that's not willing to do that, that I come across. I was at an event last night, relatively small, about 25 people and met some great people, great contacts there. And and I'll have those contacts probably for years to come. It's just the way that works. And absolutely. So let's talk about question here. You've You've had a lot of success. I mean, you've won a lot. What's the best battle that you think you've conquered in your lifetime? Wow. Don't really know. I mean, it's the one thing that that I've always prided myself on is when I left college, everything I, I'm not going to say I did all this in college, but when I left, every experience I did, I wanted to use as a bridge to the next. So when I took roles or companies, I went, I left and moved on to another one for, it was because it offered something slightly different than what I had, but I could build on that experience and and ladder up. And that's something I feel I did essentially throughout my entire career. I've always continued to learn something. You said at the beginning that I got my MBA at Michigan State. Well, I went back to school to get it. When I left my undergrad, I was the last person in the world I ever thought would go back to get my MBA. So (laughs) that was also a moment of window of like, if I don't do it now, it won't happen. So that window kind of came. But as I've gone through my work history and my resume as I've gone through, like a lot of these things are very important. And I take a lot of pride on, on that and doing things that are kind of uncomfortable. I mean, one of the most challenging jobs I ever had was international finance for Kraft Foods, where we had, you couldn't go to the grocery store to buy any of our products or our competitors because we had a different product in Australia versus South America versus Germany versus France. And these products were very unique. The competitive set was different. And you just couldn't go to the grocery store to say, oh, well, here's the shelf set or here's here's the yeah. product that are there. Then you're dealing with currencies and leadership qualities. And, and every country has a different competitor in that market. Market too, right? Localized. So many, so many things to get your head wrapped around. And so and then internal culture for the management team there. So there was a lot that that kind of went through. And I, I say I survived that because I spent another five years at craft after that or six years after that. So it's there's things like that. But I, I don't know if I have one singular thing that kind of like I didn't climb like Mount Rushmore or anything. I love it. I mean, I love it. I love the word picture that you describe. Like I view those step stones going up and building, but you don't do step stones without the foundation under them. So you build those three steps and they carry across to the fourth and they carry across to the fifth and they carry across. So you get this solid rock foundation as you go underneath each step and, and take that with you. And I, I do see a lot of people who miss that experience, right? They yeah. don't take it with them. And now you kind of got nothing underneath you. Like if this right. step breaks, like it's a long fall, right? Like, And part of it, as I look back, I had great bosses or leaders or mentors every step of the way too. Like my early days at Pepsi, my early, actually my early days at Kellogg and before Pepsi and things like that were good sounding board and direction. And, but it was the drive I had to always be involved in critical decision processes. And if you aren't delivering at whatever role you're in, and you aren't acting with integrity and acting with discipline and bringing results-oriented solutions, then you're never going to be involved in those type of decision processes or things. And if you want to have that weight of a major decision involved, you kind of have to have that. That's kind of was my foundation. I didn't know what those decisions were going to be or why they would be important, but it was that, that was something that I wanted to be able to be involved with. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's talk about the authority. Right. That's a big itty that many are challenged with today. You you take on this role. You've been in many positions of being an authority in, in a leadership role. Does does that seem like 
less attractive today than it used to be. I mean, I think people wanted to be in leadership before. Now they're like, I don't know if I really want. And the position, the premise of owning that position of authority and taking on the responsibility of it. Well, I, I don't, it's hard to say, right? Because our experiences shape our perception the way it is now, right? So I welcome it and I challenge it because I feel as we just talked about the building blocks, the ladders, the steps to get me there that I can handle it and I can shoulder the load, the responsibility. I mean, as we scale out and have more employees working for us and whether they're contracted or direct employees or a relationship like a, a co-manufacturer, et cetera, at the end of the day, if we fail, it impacts far more, right? Than just me. So therefore there is a big weight, right? You're talking at the beginning, you're talking about going in, you got three kids that are going to college or this or whatever. You might have an infant or whatever, if you're a younger person or even no kids, but you still have a responsibility to your employees. So for me, I think that's important to be that kind of a leader and somebody that, that can go through it. And I don't know if everybody can do that. I just know that I feel very confident on the way I built my career. It helps drive that. And I've had very good mentors and uh, the circle of influence that I still have around me that, that can help navigate things that I may yet to see as the world evolves, as it goes forward. I do think as a larger and a like publicly cut traded companies and the political environment and everything, it just changes so fast, right? The regulations, all these stuff changes. I spent time in investor relations. There was a shifting world at that point as well on what can be said. So I have some exposure at that front end as well. And early in my career, I had wanted, well, once the SEC changed a few things on reporting with CFOs and CEOs, I'm like, well, I want to get to the president of the company. I don't want to be the CEO like, of a public company. I don't want to have that sign my name on the line and have the final say. That's completely changed as I've gained more experience and doing things now because as long as we do all the right things and mitigate against these, and now I even know far more about a lot of that, that, that I'm confident that that path is always going to be the right path that we go down. So let's talk. First of all, Doug, thanks. I mean, this is awesome to join the show. I know our listeners find value in the episode. I mean, I love the idea of your three values, the, the importance of passion and asking for help. When you're in it, I mean, I think those are just critical things. Your experience that you shared from the mentoring that you received, how you brought those values, ethics, and foundational items into your group. It's so important. It's time for best way to win. Is there something that you want to share with listeners that we, maybe we didn't touch on today that you just feel like, hey, listen, if you're out there, you're going for something great and you're out there playing a really tough game, right? How's the best way? What do you think the best way is to win out there today? Wow. I think things that can be done kind of universally. So depending on it's industry agnostic, I guess I'd, I'd say it that way. It, it kind of really comes down to a couple of kind of quotes that I think about, like, if you don't push yourself, no one's really going to push you to do that is, is something that I take it from sports with my kids in sports with us. It kind of relates to just about everything. And that number one needs to be there. Number two, the you got to surround your, I really feel strongly about being able to surround yourself with this kind of unofficial board, right? The sounding board, this circle of influence is the term I use. And because you don't always know everything. And I lead by, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. And I just had this conversation today as we left the meeting earlier. And I said, geez, if I'm the smartest guy in the room, then frankly, that's a problem because I want to surround <laughs> myself by 
bigger and brighter people, especially experts in the spaces that they're in. And I have no problems having that be there, but I feel strongly that I can be the glue to help bring it all together and everything there to drive success. And, and that's important, but not everybody wants that. People get, they feel very insecure in that standpoint that they're able to do things. So those are the two things that, that I can say the best as far as someone that's either reaching for it, struggling for it. It's the passion behind it. It's it's pushing yourself because no one else is really going to do that for you. And then and really having that circle of influence around you. Love it. Share again at Rebellious Beverage or at Drink Rebellious, right? Drink, drink know, Rebellious, at, at, at rebellious, rebellious Beverage, the probably the best green tea in the world and a liquid packs. And of course your energy beverage, pure energy collection as well, which is awesome. Tell a little bit where people can find you again. Yeah. So we're online at our own site at drinkrebellious.com. Follow us on all of our social handles or all the social handles at drinkrebellious.com or at drinkrebellious.com. You can find us on Amazon as well under Drink Rebellious. We're scaling out retails. We're kind of scattered throughout the country in a little over a hundred distribution points and continuing to grow pretty much by the week. So it's it. we just started pushing that retail side just in the last few months. So it's, a, it's kind of a at the very early innings of, of that to, to use your exactly. baseball metaphor. Yeah. So I am with Doug Dumar, CEO of Rebellious Beverage, and you're going to have to get on their email. I'm telling you, get their email for us. Follow this show on YouTube live, live Facebook live leadership, a YouTube channel. We have lots of content. You can find me at leadership or at Trent M Clark on all the social media handles. And of course, Trent at leadership, feel free to DM or email me direct, especially if you'd like to take our survey on the pyramid of leadership to find out how you are managing yourself as accountability as a leader. Big itty. Always today's episode, continue listening, rate winner, find a way, five stars. We work hard to find the value of delivering stories for one percenters like Doug each and every time. So thankful that you could be with us. Final Doug, Tell us about when you're up against it. Do you have like a go-to quote? Do you have something like says, hey, if I read this, this gets me level back to where I need. It starts getting me focused on how I'm going to dig myself out, go that next step, keep pushing. Talk to me about that. Do you have something? I've shared a few that I've dropped in over that kind of come back to me. And the easiest one to kind of think to is four short words. It's, it's really act locally, but think globally at the end of the day. And it can be taken in so many different ways and so many uses. I feel you kind of have to have an eye on that bigger picture. You got you to see what's out in front, but you have to make sure the actions you're taking are for today. So whether it's in the marketplace, that's I live in Chicago today, or we go to Michigan with it or wherever, that's very specific, but we're thinking about ways that we can scale and do things. And that's just kind of the broader picture, but everything is about a little bit in front, Think about mountain biking. Anybody that's ever mountain biked, single track ride. If you're looking greater than just in front a couple of feet. At 20 meters, that's about all you got, right? Yeah, because you're going to be hitting stuff down below, hitting a rock or whatever. But if you're not glancing up far enough, you also don't realize there's a hairpin turn and you got to go over a log and you're not prepared for that because you only looked a foot in front. So you have to have this balance of looking a little bit ahead, but always very diligent about what's in front of you. So it's kind of that same concept. I love that. I think that's a great example. And when you talked earlier about discomfort, um, I love the mountain, but I am never comfortable on a mountain bike. I have gone down too many times, uh, <laughs> especially in the Midwest, the fall leaves, a little wetness on the track. And all of a sudden the bike can slide out so quick. And you're like, I just thought I was fine two seconds ago. And now I'm just chewing in dirt and rocks going, what just happened? Right. Yeah. I mean, um, and I've had that happen many a time. I had a quote today thinking about our conversation, a chance to get together 
And uh, we see each other a couple times a year, of course, but I pulled down this quote thinking about a chance to interview for the show, Doug. And it was from my old coach at Michigan State that I coached with Nick Saban. You have to get used to being uncomfortable if you really want to be good at something because it's going to be difficult and you have to ha- overcome adversity. And that's You're 100% it. Like, right. And- right? Like, it's going to happen. Like if you don't think there's going to be adversity, like, and it's interesting to me that when I have members of a team that we work with and going, oh my gosh, can you believe it? Adversity showed up. And I'm like, who didn't know this was going to happen? Like, as opposed <laughs> to being surprised, like getting right. ready and prepared for the discomfort of adversity is really important to me because it's kind of like when I hear someone who's kind of a blurter, who kind of, there's the shock value that they blurt things out. If someone comes in and says to me like, oh, what? I'm kind of guilty of blurting some things out. It's not meant to hurt your feelings or detract from what we're trying to do or take an attack at you. So if I do it, you have permission to let me know, right? And by the way, the shock value when they do it is 80% of the effect because you're like, wait, they just say that out loud? (laughs) Like, wait, what? Like, But if they said they already do it, like, I'm not shocked. Oh yeah, you told me that was going to happen. So I'm not all of a sudden shocked by it. I'm not dismayed. I'm not defensive. I'm not all those regular emotions. And so when it comes to adversity, come to expect it, right? And it is still uncomfortable, but now there's a preparation that comes into that. What's your thought on it? No, you're hundred percent right. And I looked at that without more of a subconscious play, because I think if you're not discomfort and prepared for discomfort, you're not pushing yourself and no one else is pushing you. So how are you going to get there? So as I think about our conversation before about laddering up at my career and taking on different challenges, almost every one of those were things that I either didn't do before or potentially could fail at, which ultimately would probably wash me out of the company. And more recent times and the the more significant steps were a little later in my career where the foundation was even broader that essentially Pepsi afforded me is when I left international finance and go to a strategy role, or I left a strategy role and go to investor relations, or left that to go be a CFO of a billion dollar business within the company. And all of those have very different skill sets to navigate for success and those are all necessary that are there. And if you felt comfortable in all of them, then you really aren't pushing yourself. And, and that's kind of exactly what you're talking about. And now being an entrepreneurial, it's like launching a business where there's so many unknowns and you don't have the resources of a Fortune 50 company at your back. And every new product launch has $250 million behind it for two or three years and all of those. Yeah. Or, or you go to market and immediately you're at 95% distribution across the country because company already has that, right? So you have a new, so it's a very different world when those things happen and you just have to be able to adapt and overcome, right? So yeah, a few million can really cover up some serious errors. Like (laughs) dig you back out. And if you don't have it, like it's a tough one, right? So, hey, great to have Doug Dumar, CEO of Rebellious Beverage. Check it out. You are going to want this product. You're going to need this product, get healthy, get right. It is awesome. Great little packet right there, Doug. That's awesome. For everybody else, thank you for joining us. Always love to have our guests here, but thank you for taking a listen and tuning in and taking away the nuggets. Rate us five stars and always like us, share us, and come back. We'll see you next time on the Winners Find Way. Thank you. Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. 
Thank you for listening to the Winners Find a Way show and podcast. Trent, together with the leaders who shared their learning and experiences through this show, are grateful for allowing them to help and support you on your journey to becoming your best. Write a review, rate us five stars, and share this episode to your network.